people don't care what you do until they they know why you do what you do. And it became really clear to me the reason why America's broke, they don't really know who they are. You we could make this extremely spir- spiritual. But the reason why most people aren't getting ahead is they have no identity in who they are. And to quote Alice in Wonderland, if you don't know where you want to go, any road will get you there. And Alice like we could talk about tactics, we could talk about real estate, we could talk about my book. It does not matter if you don't know why it matters. Are you a follower of Jesus that feels called to expand the kingdom of God through building and growing successful businesses? If that's you, then welcome to the Kingdom Capitalist Show that interviews amazing Christians using their business and money-making abilities to expand God's kingdom all over the globe. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, and welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Kingdom Capitalist Show this is a highly, highly anticipated show. I've been waiting to uh, feature this guest for a very long time. He was at the summit, and um, he doesn't know this, but was, uh, I think, one of the most sought-out speakers after the show. I've heard a ton of great reviews from his um, presentation, and he has an amazing story. At 21, he started his company, Better Wealth, and he's only 24 now. He's at a seven-figures um, has 11 employees, and by the end of this year, is going to be in 50 states. A brother in the Lord, um, one of a, just a, a friend that I can't wait to get to know and introduce you to today. So we're in for a really, really special treat. His name's Caleb Williams, and um, I'm going to introduce him in just a minute. But before I do, um, I've been talking about this a lot, but uh, I want to make you aware of it. We only do this once a quarter, and we're opening up the Kingdom Capitalist Mastermind. Um, right now, this is only for those who are in the commercial real estate space. So if you have a business around investing, development, um, equity, and it's really built around commercial real estate, and you want to be around other kingdom-minded men and women um, who are looking to grow and build their business and really worship God through their work, uh, we'd love to consider your application and have you be a part of this community. And um, and so all you have to do is go to kingdomcapitalist.co, fill out an application, let's get on the phone together and see um, if it's a good fit for you this quarter. Again, we're only taking 12, uh, 12 applications, and so um, go ahead and do that before. Uh, we're going to get started in June if you're listening to this. So, um, Okay. Without further ado, uh, I gave a little bit of his intro, but I am so, so looking forward to officially introducing Mr. Caleb Williams to everybody. Caleb, what's up, my brother? My man, you said my last name right twice. I'm like, I'm honored. Wow. <laughs> it's good It's good to be on. <laughs> well, if everybody wants to fast forward to you in this show, they can, they can see the bloopers of us for five minutes trying to practice that. So <laughs> I... Uh... <laughs> I am honored to have you, man. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about Caleb. And I could go on and on about this guy because I love him to death. But he is the founder and CEO of a company called Better Wealth. And I'm going to let him explain a little bit more. But he's committed to showing people how to be more efficient with and control their money today while maximizing their future future wealth potential. The way I like to say it is that he's helping people not just save their money, but also use their money at the same time. And, he, and he's doing this through a... Um, what I refer to it as um, infinite banking. He calls it the end asset. And I'm really, really looking forward to having him in here. Also, though, why this is going to be such a powerful episode is um, Caleb and I both believe something similar, that we are the greatest asset that we have. Not commercial real estate, not life insurance, but that what God has given us to maximize most is is our mind 
um, is is our is really us. And so Caleb is a is a firm believer in that as well. And so I'm so excited about the message he wants to share uh, for entrepreneurs today. And so without further ado, Caleb, welcome, my man. Man, it, it is a pleasure being on here. And I just have to say, I love what you're doing. I love your message. And the moment that we met, I knew that there were going to be some big things that we were able to do. And, and it's such an honor to be on your show. Yeah. Well, dude, your story is so powerful, man. There's so much I want to get into today. So let's let's not wait. Let me just pray for us and then let's dive in because this is going to be a powerful episode for I know for I know for a lot of people. Um, so God, we lift up this time to you today and I'm so thankful for Caleb and um, just our friendship that's been growing and and even now to be able to share this, share uh, what you've been even working through, both of us, that we get to share this with the world, with our community. I pray that it would help people. Um, I know there's so much fear and uncertainty mm. in today, and I know that this message, the message that Kayla wants to share, is going um, to really lift that, is going to is going to give people a real sense of hope and freedom for where they are and their finances and their life. And so, God, would you just prepare us now for that in Christ's name? Amen. Amen. Dude, so, all right, let, let's, just, let's just get into this, man. Let's first talk about your story a little bit. So, because this is going to go to this idea of like, We've been talking a little bit about fear kind of off the show, and, and there's a lot of fear and uncertainty in our in our day, our world today. You were 21 years old. Did you yeah. even, when you started your company, by the way, you're 24 now. I don't know if people yeah. call it this. Your, your company's doing well over seven figures. You have 11 employees. You're, by the way, did I say he's 24 years old? He's 24 years old. He's 24 and looks like he's 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, by, by the way, he's 24. Yeah, exactly. Did you graduate college? <laughs> I I did so I yeah I don't know how far you want to go back but like the well, reason we, I'm we don't have to go back it was the chicken show I mean the chicken job let's not we don't have time to yeah. go that far back but I mean yeah keep going well I I'm just saying we're in we're in this unprecedented time and and my, the story of my life is like control the things that you can control but the things that you can't mm-hmm. don't worry about and it's like I, I just at a young age like have have taken that on and that's like a huge message that I have for everyone listening to this. If you're a believer and like know that you have this message or this calling, like figure out the things that you have influence over, focus on that and don't focus on a virus that you actually like unless you're in the lab figuring out a vaccine or figuring out a solution, like uh, don't worry about that. And so, yeah, man, it was it was pretty surreal and I'm I'm grateful for the the many people in my life that like poured into me to help me get to where I am. Yeah. So and we're going to get your story as we kind of walk through um, your company as well. But but tell our audience, what is your company? And then more importantly, what is your vision? That Like, what is the problem that you and Better Wealth are out to solve for the world right now? So when I first started at the bank, a big dilemma that I had was I, I, I looked at what most people are doing with their life. And it was not aligned with what they told me what was important to them. And I realized that people have this amazing potential in life, and yet what they were doing with their time, abilities, and their money was the exact opposite. This is, I'm making up a word here, but they were devaluing the number one thing that they cared about. And, and so Better Wealth was really birthed from this desire to help people reach their highest potential in life. And we, our, our, our slogan is really that we're the key to helping you live in a more intentional life now and in the future. And quite frankly, I don't believe you're wealthy if you're not living intentionally. Like, I don't care about how much money you have or what you're doing in business. If you're not living an intentional life, you need to take a look in the mirror and ask the question, how can I have more money or have more wealth? Nothing to do with money has everything to do with living intentionally. And there's a big dilemma 
And it's people don't know how to master money as a tool. And they don't know how this relationship between control, controlling their money and growing their money. And the person that understands how to master both of those will win in the end. And that's just something that I've, I've, like, I've been grateful to see both sides, like the why side, getting super clear and like why this matters to people, but then also like actually the tactics and strategies to help someone get to where they are, to where they want to go. Define for me intentional living. What do you mean by that? That, that means like truly being able to, and, and I'm, I'm assuming most of the people listening to this are believers. It's like, it's, it's going before the Lord and saying, God, like you've given me abilities. You've given me time, which is the greatest resource. And you maybe have given me money. There's some people that have no money listening to this, but maybe you have money. How can I live for you today and in the future? Like that's intentional living. It's being super thoughtful with every day that we have and the time that God has given us. So why, why are you so, I mean, dude, I, if you hang around Caleb for five minutes, like even before the show, I had to settle this dude down because I'm like, do we haven't even started recording yet? Save some of this stuff, right? Like you have such a passion to change people's life through this. What, like, what were you seeing? I mean, I know you touched on this a little bit, but like, give us some examples because I know this is, I mean, if this is also our community and people are struggling with some of these same things, I mean, why are you so passionate about helping people get to that intentional living? Where are they at right now that doesn't allow them? Or why aren't they living intentionally like this, Caleb? I, I think one of the giftings that I've had in my life is seeing potential in people that they don't see in themselves. And I would say that was probably one of the biggest problems that most people listening to this, like the you'd actually not valuing yourself or seeing what you're able to do. And so I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm seeing all this. And, and there's, I mean, I could give you countless, countless of examples of people that should be starting a business, should be starting a podcast, should be, should be doing something, but they're afraid of what their parents think. They're afraid of what their friends think. They're afraid of money. They're afraid of failure. And I just like, I think when growing up, I read a book, it's highly threaded of like, think with the end in mind. And I'm thinking about myself dying. And, and by the way, I'm young, but in a hundred years, I'm not going to be around. And so that, that like is so like, so peaceful for me, knowing that my life really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Like it really is like, what am, what am I here to live for? So it's like, in that reality, what, what are we called to do as Christians? Love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind and serve other people. And, and what fires me up is there's so many people that had God give them an abilities that are not scratching the surface because of the lies that they're believing and because they don't understand how to master money. The Bible talks a lot about what living wise and about wealth. And so I'm not, a, I'm not into the prosperity gospel kind of deal, but I am into Christians rising up and doing what the Lord has really called them to do. And I'm realizing that the number one excuse people are using is time and money. And if I can eliminate one of them, <laughs> then, then maybe they have less excuses. I don't know, but it fires me up, man, when I see people being able to do what they love and serve more people when they're in their element. What you're saying is the two things that really hold people up is time and money. What you're coming to do is helping really people master the, um, this game or this idea of money and how to really use that and steward that well so that honestly they can have more time or they can have more impact or however they want to begin to live their life intentionally. That's what they do. Let me, so here's my question at 24 years old, you started this company at 21. Um, you know, most people are still at the frat house and, uh, you know, drinking natty light. And I mean, who are you? If you can, I can just ask that bluntly. Who are you at 21 to start a company to start helping people think about how to master money 
and how did you learn that at such a young age? Because clearly you knew what you were talking about or you're really good at making stuff up for you to start a company that's been so successful in just three years, right? Right. Well, and we're going to go back to the chicken days because my first job, for some of the those that you know my stories, I, I worked at a chicken farm and I gutted chickens. Like I, I literally gutted chickens and made a dollar per chicken. Now, early on, I love work and that's never going to change. Like I love serving people. I love just capitalism in general. Um, and so I'm making money. I'm like, oh, this is a, like I have money. What if my money could start working for me? And so I read uh, a book, actually Good to Great was the first book I read, which gave me like opened my eyes to business and like gave me a desire for entrepreneurship. And then I read books by Robert Kiyosaki and Think and Grow Rich. And I just started gaining some like, like valuable nuggets. Number one, like money falls value. Everything that I wanted to do, I wanted to like make myself more valuable. But then this idea of investing in assets. And, and so then I started like going down the rabbit hole of like, what does the stock market look like? What does option trading look like? What does real estate look like? And I made a commitment and not knowing what I was really doing at that age, I'm like, I want to do something in the money space. I didn't even know what a financial advisor was. I want to do something in the money space to help people because I couldn't figure out why all my friends are so broke. And that led me to a bank where, which led me to work in almost every department, which led me to at 19 years old, the guy that was running our investment department took another job. And 19 year old Caleb, who, you know, looks like he's 12, ends up taking over the corner office of Community First Bank and being told the cliche phrase, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's really what put me on a mission because I cared to learn from some of the best of the best. So to answer your question, I had a little bit of that when I was growing up. And then at that moment of like being like, I had like a holy moly moment of like, oh, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm over my head. And I just got mentored by some extraordinary people that matured me really quickly. And so, yeah, I went to college. I graduated in three years. I stayed at home. I was very like frugal and I was, you know, head of a campus crusade ministry. I ran the entrepreneurship club because I, so God's definitely given me capacity to do a lot of things. But like from the very beginning, I didn't see college as an experience. I saw college, like I got to get through this so I can do what God's called me to do. Knowing what I know now, I may have not even gone, but I didn't have the kind of confidence that I do now. And so that, journey of going to college really gave me three years to figure out my other stuff, which I was at the bank and being influenced by so many amazing people. And if I didn't have that influence, I would have, I, we wouldn't be talking. Uh, first of all, I think that's an amazing story um, because people can see, oh, you're 24, you have this big company, blah, 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 and think, well, anybody can do it. And it's tr maybe that might be true. A lot more people can do it than you think, but dude, there was a lot of work there. There was a lot of commitment. There was a lot of mentors and so um, for the young folks who are listening to this, like, I, I, I just I appreciate that context, I think is all I'm trying to just point out on that, because there was a tribe of mentors that came around you. You did put your head down and get really serious. But what I love more than anything, dude, and, and maybe I want to, let me double click on this, is the vision, is you had a vision that you wanted to really help and serve people because they didn't know anything about money. And that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you is... Talk to me about being a visionary or leading by vision because at 24 years old, you have 11 employees. I mean, and then not only that, it's not just your employees you're leading, but you're leading your clients and you have people that are, you know, decades older than you. And so learning how to lead by vision, which I know you're an incredible visionary, you speak with vision, you speak with conviction. That's something that you have to do almost daily, right? To, I think, even kind of bring people into your ecosystem. And so, um, 
I don't even know the question there, but I guess I just would love when you hear me say the word vision, what comes to mind and what does it mean for you to be a visionary leader and how are you using that um, to really lead your team and to really lead your client? I, I love that question. And I've been on a lot of podcasts and you are the first person to talk about vision. And I, I think this is the number one thing that if you don't have, like, what's the point of life? And I say that sincerely. I don't say that like, so thank you for asking that. I, I feel like some of it's been God-given and some of it's been my environment. And I was introduced to Simon Sinek, Start With Why, which is a concept that I, it's shaped who I am. And Simon talks about people don't care what you do until they, they know why you do what you do. And it became really clear to me, the reason why America's broke is they don't really know who they are. You, we could make this extremely spir- spiritual. But the reason why most people aren't getting ahead is they have no identity in who they are. And to quote Alice in Wonderland, if you don't know where you want to go, any road will get you there. And Alice, like, we could talk about tactics. We could talk about real estate. We could talk about my book. It does not matter if you don't know why it matters. And, and so, yeah, uh, when I got introduced to Simon, I, I had this desire to build a company. I had this desire to do things, but like it hit me. It was like, we are not going to be the company that does the what. We're going to be the company that talks about the why and gives people the ability to live their why out. And so I'm a big, I'm a big believer in helping people figure out what's really, really important to them. Um, I'm really I'm quoted for saying like ROR does not stand for rate of return. It stands for results, the results that you want, because if you don't know where you want to go, literally any road will get you there. And that is the problem where that most people have. And so it's not, you don't have to be a grand visionary. You just got to get really clear on like, I am here. I'm going to die someday. How am I, how am I going to use my time, talents and abilities to serve God, serve people and, and hopefully serve a just serve other people. And, and that's, that's something that just clicked for me. And I, again, it, it's everything. Yeah, no, I think that's so good, dude. Like, um, we so much want to like, especially when we're starting out or, um, even if we're just, you know, we're not where we want to be financially, we, we automatically think, well, we want to be somewhere else. So like, what do I have to go do? Like, what's the product I need to give or the service I need to go do? And I mean, that's not, that's, not the bad question. It's just not the right question at the right time, right? It's it really does start with who, like who do I? What is the result that I want in my life? Who am yeah. I, and who has God made me? And then what you got really clear on, speaking of vision, is who do you want to serve, right? Like you yeah. saw your friend struggling, and you have a vision. And what is your vision, by the way? Is it is it a is it a hundred thousand? What what is the actual number you've put on your vision? It, uh, I mean, our, our vision is audacious. It's, it's serve a million people in the next five years. And yeah, I'm it's, sorry. It's, <laughs> Screw me. A hundred thousand. That was so little. Yeah. yeah come on, dude. I'm was, offended. You know, I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> but, but literally, man. And I want, I just want to remind people like I, like you're here to me now, but when I first got started, I worked for free for two years. Why? Because I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't know what that looked like, but I, then I surrounded myself with amazing people. And there, people are like, how did you work free? You worked at the bank. I, okay, I made minimum wage practically and deferred selling and, and literally used my platform to learn from people. And it became super, super clear to me. Like it wasn't even a struggle that I was going to create value by learning from experts because IE, I look like I'm 15 years old and really haven't lived through much. So why don't I learn from people that have? And like, I, I just want to remind people like 
I think there's so much lack of patience going on. And especially if you're young, listening to this, and literally if someone does, I'm, I'm throwing myself out there. If someone comes to me, shares their why, like I will help them. Because I've made a commitment to myself that I want to empower people. And I have a lot of empathy because I was in your shoes. So I just like, there's so many people out there. So I'm not unique. So many people want to help people. And I would say probably one of the best things that I did was spend over two years, not really focused on money at all, but focused on learning from experts. Yeah, I think that's so good, dude. That's so, so good is, is if you don't even, you know, you're hearing this man, well, uh, okay, it starts with a vision. I don't even know what I want. Then go find some people like get around a, if you don't have a vision and you don't even know where to begin, you're probably not hanging around people who have big enough visions because you're not motivated to go solve a bigger problem, right? You need to go change your environment. You need to go change who you're hanging out with. Um, because when you get around people like Caleb, right? Like I, I just, I'm, I'm ready to run through the wall behind me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to serve a bigger purpose here. It's, um, and so that's such a good word, man. Such a good word for, for, I mean, that's really all of our audience. I think that that goes young or old. I think the principle applies there. Um, if you, if you're still struggling with what is my vision, um, go find the people that you admire and figure out what theirs is and, and who they're trying to serve. And I think things become a lot more clear that way. Um, dude, let's get into this. Let, let's get into this idea of mastering money because, you know, this is the Kingdom Capitalist show and, and, and money is definitely at the, at the, I guess, the center of capitalism. But man, we also see Jesus talk about money a whole bunch. Um, and because I also think he realized like money in some ways can, can control us. And, um, unfortunately we see that happening. Right. And, and so I think both of us have companies that are actually helping people get out of the bondage of money and do something different with their life and and actually use money. I love what you said in the beginning, use money as a tool, um, to be able to accomplish the things that you want to do. And so, um, I guess I, I kind of I, I I toss the ball over to you, Caleb, and say, what do you mean by mastering money, and how can we help our audience in the twenty minutes that we have today to um, really understand what you mean by this um, and what your company's doing to help people? So, assuming that people know where they want to go and have clarity over that, the the number one concept that I can that I can share that would be really valuable uh, in in on this show is understanding opportunity cost. Okay, now. For me to be on here with you, Ellis, I, I said no to a couple meetings. I, I said no to potentially a lot of stuff. So there's a cost for me to be on here with you. I'm saying no to everything else that I could be doing. The same thing goes with our money. Every decision we make has a short-term and a long-term consequence. And, and my hope is that I can explain this in a way that it can just click for people because if there's anything that I've learned from my mentors and companies is their idea to do this on the fly. Okay. Now, long-term, how to, how you measure long-term opportunity cost is, is just a function of money, the amount of money that you spent, lost, or used the interest that you could have earned over that period of time. That sounds familiar. That's compound interest. Albert Einstein's noted for saying it's the eighth one of the world. It's essentially you, you put money in a place that will grow over time. It, it, you have this hockey stick growth. So by me spending $10,000 on a car when I was in college, I spent $10,000, but that car actually cost me probably a couple hundred thousand dollars, assuming that my $10,000 is no longer able to grow for me over the next 
50, I'll give myself 60 plus years at, let's just say a conservative 5%. So like understanding that like there's a long-term cost to that. Now, most textbooks, financial people, gurus will talk about the long-term effect and why you should start soon and all this kind of stuff. What very few people understand or, or think about is the short-term aspect of using your money. I believe that your greatest financial need is using money throughout your life. And, and the p- person that understands how to control their talents, control their wealth, and invest in the things that whether it's themselves or, or opportunities that they're quite good at, like is going to leverage their ability and, and create wealth. And so not only did that $10,000 never be able to work for me ever again, but I gave up the control over my $10,000 today that I won't be able to invest in marketing strategy or hire an employee or start, you know, do, do whatever I wanted to do. So there's a short-term and a long-term element. I'm not telling you not to go out to coffee. I'm not telling you not to buy a car. I'm not telling you to do like not do anything. I'm just telling you to be more thoughtful and understand that every decision you make has a short-term benefit or consequence and a long-term benefit or consequence. And really ask yourself and be thoughtful like, okay, in this opportunity, is this going to serve me today? And how is this going to look in 30 years? And just really be thoughtful in how you look at this and don't make the false choice that you need to choose between one or the other. Because I, I will always say this, as a financial guy, the number one investment you can make is in yourself. And if you are doing something with your time and money that's devaluing you, you really need to take a, and I don't care if it's real estate, investment, like I don't care what it is. If you are being drawn down or if you're not able to show up powerfully in your life, really, really like check your pulse and ask the question why. And that, that would be like, number one, I don't know if you have any follow-up question. I do have a second thought as well on this point. Well, what would be some of those things to, when you say to devaluing yourself, what do you mean by that? I mean, what are some things you see your clients really doing that, um, are not killing this opportunity cost? Yeah. Biggest thing that I'm, I'm seeing, and again, I'm not giving, I'm not giving tax advice or investment advice over this podcast, um, (laughs) is as an entrepreneur, you're maxing out your 401k or IRA or SEP IRA. And okay, I, so this is how my gut mindset goes. Ellis, you're telling me you want to, you know, build, build this company, build this message. Awesome. Okay. Then I look at your cash flow and ask the question, how can we increase that? I look at your assets and ask the question, is this asset best position to serve you? And I look at your debts and say, are you, you have the best strategy on how to most efficiently pay off your debt. And I look at your 401k and say, okay, how is this actually serving you now and in the future? I could make an argument that even in the future, it's not even a good thing, but even like right now, you, you're putting your money in a place that you don't necessarily have access to. You're postponing the tax. And I, I'm pretty sure taxes are going to be higher in the future, especially what's currently going on. And you're giving up total control. That may be good for an employee, by the way. That may be good for someone that has no control over money. They, like, it's a good thing that they're locking it up. They can't touch it. But as an entrepreneur, I'm like, listen, do you not, do you not think that you can outperform the 7%? Like, if that's the case, I don't think you should be an entrepreneur. That's an example. That's a big time example of what I see people doing all the time because they're turning off their brain, quite frankly. And we're literally like, you're doing so many amazing things by making the money. And then you're turning off your brain on what to actually do with the money. And I see entrepreneurs diversifying their impact and their ability to lead by just taking advice from other employees 
about what they should do with their money, but they don't ask the question, how did I make the money in the first place? I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but that's like, mm-hmm. that's an example yeah. <laughs> of like, of, of taking advice. I can't tell you if a 401k is good or bad for you. I can tell you if you're an entrepreneur and you need capital, be really careful where you're putting your money and make sure that you you can control it throughout your life. No, I think it's an excellent point. I think the distinction between uh, an entrepreneur and an employee, and I don't think either one of us mean to be harsh there, but I think that is a good distinction because some people, and it's amazing, my conversations as an investor myself, and I'm raising money for our funds, I can go to someone and say, hey, we've got a great opportunity. Are you interested in investing? They say, no, um, I'm close to retirement. My all my money's with a financial advisor. I don't really know what we're doing here, but I don't really control any of that. And it's interesting to me that that guy worked 40 years of his life to give all of his future funds to someone he barely knows to do absolutely no idea what he's doing with it, right? Now, what you just said is right on. That's probably the right plan for him because he was never going to take the time in the first place to understand what to do with it any better. As an entrepreneur, that's the exact like that's the opposite. Like we are going, like, you should know what to do. You're working so hard for your money. It doesn't. We know it actually doesn't take that much to outperform four or five percent or whatever you know <laughs> uh, your financial advisor is getting. And so I think that's an incredible distinction that um, the advice that is giving to the rest of the world, rather it be good or bad, we have to to clarify the distinction. Is that also good advice for us? And most of the time, what you're saying, it's not right? Like it's not, it's catering to the masses. We are not the 99%. We are the 1%. We are the creators, right? We are the kingdom capitalist. I mean, we are how our, our economy continues to, to move forward is with ideas, is with creativity, is with innovation. Yep. And what's interesting, Ellis, just off that point is, is like as a kingdom capitalist, if it, you would think like if investment A can give you 10% and investment and people would be like, oh, it's obvious A. But remember, rate of return is one element. What if B is giving you other benefits to your life today and in the future that you can't put a rate of return on? Yeah. Like, I just want people to think, like, live, like, God created us to live free. And so let's let's make sure that we're living our life in a way that we can serve God and serve people in a powerful way. And let's not be seduced by rate of return or what someone, the carrot that keeps us in maybe a position, in a position or an opportunity that we don't, we just don't like. No, that's so excellent. Rate of return is not the end all be all, right? 10% is not always better than 8% um, in what you're saying there, because we have to go live our lives as well, right? It's not, our life is not determined by the rate of return we get. It's what we do with our time. Our, our, what do you say on the at the summit, it's um, return on result, and uh, that's massive. So, what's number two? Because I do want to give you some time to just say what. So, what is this thing that you're like? What is the vehicle you're using to help people do this? Yeah. But what is number two before you answer that? Uh, number two is identifying your asset-based activity. So, Robert Kiyosaki's like in, invest in assets that produce passive income. And I notice I talk real fast. I just get really excited, and time doesn't grow on trees. So, so, so like. This asset-based activity is, is asking the question, what can I do with my time, abilities, and money that would give me the kind of result that, would, that, I, that I'm seeking for? And I really would encourage people to just think about that. It's like, okay, God's given you special giftings. He's maybe, you may be in a situation that you have a lot of capital or you have none, and you have expertise in certain things. 
So why would I give you investment advice? Like maybe you should do option trading. Maybe you should do crypto. Maybe you should do real estate. Maybe you should start a podcast. Maybe you should go work for somebody. I don't know, but it's really worth your while to take a step back, self-analyze yourself and really, and lean in. You talked earlier about the, the people around you, like ask some hard questions and, and really get clarity on that because I really believe if people understand what that asset-based activity is and they go full into it, like that's going to give you more fulfillment. And by the way, when you're fulfilled and you're in, your, in, you're in that zone, money tends to follow people that are fired up and, and living in that zone. And so I, I've just seen it. I've seen it a lot of people. Once they get that figured out, money just follows. By asset-based activity, just for clarity's sake, does that mean is that translate to money-making activity? Is that what you mean? Like, is that how you can acquire more assets? Is that what you mean by that? Like, what your superpower might be? Maybe it might be investing in real estate. It's the thing that you can do with either your time, expertise, or money that can help you to the result. So it might be passive in real estate. By the way, that might be the best thing that you can do to create cash flow to live the life that you want to live. Or it might be starting a podcast. Like that's, I want people to get really clear on what's the number one thing that they can do in their life that would give them the kind of result that they want. The result is is what you have to figure out first, though. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. All right. So, do we do we have a number three, or do we actually want to talk about the end asset? I know, dude. So could I. This is why this podcast, we, we we're going to do this podcast. When I come to Denver, we're going to do this again in person, and we're going to do a part one, two, and three, and it's going to be epic. So just everybody hold on to that. And when, when Delta allows me to fly into Denver again. Yeah, I love it. I'm coming to the And Asset Studio, and we're going to do a special well, edition. <laughs> I just know. Just know I'm trying to have you on yeah, my show, yeah. man. So if we if I need to drag you to Denver to make that happen, we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll go we'll, we'll do it that way too so dude so what the heck is this thing man like um what is it then that you and your company at better wealth actually do or actually provide so we've talked about who you serve clearly it's entrepreneurs we've talked about your vision and what you're trying to accomplish um help people do become masters over their money and really find the result in life that they really are seeking after so what is it then that you actually do for them yeah so we i mean there's, there's really two things that we do and we have a, 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 we call it the better wealth unlimited. And it's essentially taking you through a process of getting clarity, being efficient, saving your money and using it. So it's like the process. And then the thing that I wrote my book on and what we're experts on are what I call the and asset strategy. You opened up this podcast by calling it infinite banking. Some people call it a bank on yourself. It's just this strategy of using a special type of life insurance contract, but using it in a way that's not considered like you're we're not maximizing the insurance we're actually minimizing the insurance without taxes without worrying about losses without worrying about fees for the rest of our life but it will give us the ability to use that as collateral to borrow against that that asset and to invest in things like real estate ourselves in in education and so we use it not as a this is better than real estate we, we use this not as a, like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. We just simply know that efficiency, going back to what I said about opportunity cost, mastering control and growth, we just know that the and asset should be at the center of people's lives because it literally gives you the ability to be the most efficient when you look at a short-term and long-term with your resources and your money. And so we just, 
I have this fundamental belief if we can give your dollar multiple jobs, we will win in the end. And if you think about this, the reason why people call it infinite banking or bank on yourself is how do banks make money? Like they literally, they have all the big buildings. A lot of stadiums have banks. Like how in the world do banks make money? Well, they just control capital. And the person that's able to control capital will win in the end. And so what I'm trying to get people to do and, and what there's many other people out there is just saying, listen, let's take a chapter out of the bank's book. Instead of hating on the banks, let's say, what are they doing? What concepts are they living by? And how can I apply it in their life? And so that's, that's essentially in a nutshell. Like you, yeah, I, I could talk all day long about it, but it, essentially it's reverse engineering, a special type of life insurance saving money, not for the, the idea of investing, but saving money so that you can use it, use that capital throughout your life, but knowing that you're going to get a long-term conservative tax-free growth rate as well and giving your dollars multiple chances. Yeah, no, I think it's so powerful. And so what to help people understand a little bit, it's using life insurance. It's, you know, the way we think about life insurance, you know, it's, well, we need something in case I die, right? Like I need something to take care of my family. And what Caleb is essentially doing what his company does is actually we, we take the vehicle of life insurance which is typically just what I honestly I think I mean I would think a good I shouldn't talk bad about financial advisors my, my family I have family who have financial advisors they're great people but typically it's more set aside for here's later down the road or when you die pretty much for your family and what Caleb is doing is <laughs> yeah. because he realizes you yeah. are your greatest asset you need access to your capital now he's using the life insurance policy actually as a vehicle to continue to grow your money while also giving you access to that capital and the way that he's doing that if i'm correct in saying this caleb is that your life insurance the way that he sets it up actually allows it to earn a cash value so that you can actually borrow money from that cash value while the policy itself grows in equity or grows in yeah 100 percent right which is powerful because as entrepreneurs, and, and just going back to my that car does example. both things, right? We can actually grow our money and then we can make the decision or not. If we can outperform what it cost us to lend on that cash value, then we can go use that money as well too. I think it's a really powerful concept. 100%. You, you said that very beautifully. And just going back to the car example, it's like I paid cash for a car and every single year that decision is getting more and more expensive. If I had a strategy like this, it wouldn't make the car it's not free, by the way, but I would pay a little bit of interest, but that the rest of my life. So it's just it's just an example of making sure that you can maximize short term and long term by having your money grow the rest of your life and instead of interrupting that growth, yeah. being able to collaborate. Um, I want to ask you one more question before we before I do that. How do people learn more about this? Uh, I mean, if they want to get a hold of you, which I highly recommend they do, Caleb is a um, and I think an industry leader in this. He's got a world class team. Um, what he has, he's a stand up guy, and I know his product can help our community to learn. Just learn more, Caleb. I know you got an offer for us. What, what can they do? Yeah, so you can go to betterwealth.com. And because Ellis, I love him to death and I love what you guys are doing, I'm actually giving away a free copy of my book and I'm actually paying the shipping as well. Um, I, I did this for your summit and uh, the response was, was so great. That's like, if you, you didn't have a chance to, to check out the summit, which by the way, I'm just going to plug you. If you're into real estate and you're not a part of the mastermind in this group, 
um, you're missing out. So <laughs> just be a part of that. Um, and, and listen, like if you go to betterwealth.com slash KC summit 2020, and you'll, the, I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes. I it's, it's a special funner funnel for your listeners only that will give you a free betterwealth.com forward slash KC summit 2020. Um, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. That's great, man. Thank you for that. Um, if there, is there any other way that you want people to, to, if they want to reach out to you, um, to get a hold of you? I mean, any, any social media, my first or last name. And if you email me at Caleb at betterwealth.com, I, I love hearing people's stories, what, what your why is. And if there's anything that we can do as a, as a company to help you, like, dude, I, the reason I get fired up is like I get a testimony from someone that's like I'm able to dream again. It's like okay, I'm you had me at hello. <laughs> like I I just love this and it's like because because I, I know just like you like the impact mm-hmm. that we're having and if if I could get one person to to wake up and I yeah I would love to hear from you. Caleb, you're um, 24. You you got a thriving business. You're healthy. You're you're loving life. Um, there's a lot in front of you. Um, but my question for you, man, is like, what's your biggest struggle right now? What What's the thing that maybe you're, you're worried about or you're anxious about um, as it, you know, as it pertains to being a kingdom capitalist, what is that struggle for you right now? I, this is, this is what I would say in, in my journey. One thing that I realized, and this is really weird for me to share this, I, I fear poverty and, and I'm like, man, why? Like, I I really had to ask myself, like, why, why is, why, why am I fearing like failing? Why am I fearing like going broke? Because dude, I'm not actually afraid of being on the streets because I know that you wouldn't even let me, like I would call you and I would, you know, get to hang out with you. So it's, it's not that I feared like poverty on like not being able to eat. I feared being a failure. And here I am, have written a book about money, have a company about wealth. And it's like, if I don't quote unquote make it, like that the failure and the, the fear of man is just like suffocating. And so I will say this, I had to really look myself in the mirror and like go to take that to the Lord when I started Better Wealth. And it is a daily battle. It's a daily battle because there is, I mean, we look at like what's going on now and 11 people on your team's great, but there's also a thing called payroll. <laughs> and there's a thing called this virus that's potentially affecting. And like, there's so much fear of like, okay, what will people think? Fear of failure and whatever. And like, I- I'm just like, just sharing with your audience. Like I have had to go on my knees and say, Lord, like this business and message is yours. I am, I'm grateful to like be entrusted with it. And, and just being remembered, like, going to die someday. And I just also want to share this, like one of my best friends and the guy that helped me start better wealth died about a year and a half ago to cancer. And I saw him fight for two years and, and eventually lose his life to, to cancer. And that gives me perspective because I'm like, no matter what happens, like we are just, we're grass that's going to fade away. And so that's, that's like the battle that I'm, I'm facing. And I don't think he's ever going to go away, but it's something that I've, I've really had to get, get uh, clarity from to move That's forward. So good, man. 
Guys, if you want to see part two of this show, I need to, I need to see a review. I need a five-star written review saying how awesome this show was so that I'll fly to Denver. We'll do this in person, and I this could go three hours, man. This is so powerful. Um, Caleb, seriously, man, you already know this, bro. I love you to death. I'm so grateful for you. Um, just to remind our audience, betterwealth.com forward slash KC Summit 2020. Go grab this book. It's freaking free. It's paying for it. And it's a way to invest in yourself and learning something different about money. I'm telling you, um, you're not going to regret that decision. Um, Caleb, any, any final thoughts, man, before we, before we get out of here today? Uh, the, the value of your life is always measured by how much of it was given away. And Jesus Christ was the greatest example of that. He gave his whole life away. And so in, in this time of like, there may be a lot of things on your mind, just, just in your prayer and just ask yourself, how can you give of yourself and serve as many people? Because at your funeral, no one's going to care about how much money you had or how successful you are. They're going to remember the impact that you had on their life. And that's, that's something that I, I'm telling myself in this season. And I just feel like, I feel yeah. like I need to share that. And so, dude, I love you too. I love your message and kingdom capitalist. Like that is such a beautiful name. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I feel honored to be yeah, a part of what you're doing. for you, bro. All right, man. Thanks, guys, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please Take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time. Welcome, everybody, to the Kingdom Capitalist Show. This is a very highly anticipated episode. Uh, we have on the podcast today, actually, I got to stop. Do you know why? Because I actually don't know how to pronounce your last name very well. So I was just, I actually you know meant to... I need that clip because that's a story of my freaking life. Dude, um, oh my goodness. But, I actually, I was like thinking about this for a show. I was like, I got to ask him. Because even on the <laughs> on the summit, I like refused to say your last name because I didn't know how to yeah. say it. So, okay, so think tell of me this. what it is. Think of, think of Guamoli. So Guamoli and Williams. Williams. Perfect. Williams. No. All right. It's like gua, gua it's like gua, for guacamole, uh-huh. guac. Say it. Gua, Williams. Williams. Yes. Yes. Williams. Yes. <laughs> Why is that it's so okay hard, if you butcher dude? It. I don't know. Oh my, my parents God. got their last name butchered at their wedding, so I'm I'm the most empathetic person when it comes to my last name.